Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now back to the podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, however you're watching, whether you're watching the live, the podcast on YouTube, listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We're so glad that you're here. Today's episode, we're continuing our 10-week series on video tutorials. And the reason we're doing that is because there's a lot of reasons to make video tutorials. It's such an important piece of many businesses, organizations. There's opportunities to grow yourself and your skills. So even if you're not a tutorial maker, you probably have knowledge to share inside your organization, in your job, or even outside of that, frankly. So today's guest we're gonna be talking with is someone who has made a lot of videos and has learned a lot about making videos for other people. So we've talked to a lot of people who are focused on internal video making. You know, they're working inside of their organization. We're gonna get a whole nother perspective today. So before we do that though, just a, a quick, hey, if you've got a second and you're learning something from today's show, go ahead and post on social media, share it with somebody, whether it's live or you're watching afterwards, and go ahead and tag us, you know, Matt Pierce, you can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, uh, tag TechSmith if that's easier. We'd love to see what you're learning from watching the show. Now, let's introduce today's guest. Jane Davids has been involved in learning and development for over 20 years designing and delivering systems training. Combining her love for teaching and enjoyment of making videos through her company, Ravion. She provides Camtasia training and produ video production services with her husband, Kevin. Now, Jane is, she is a fantastic advocate of Camtasia, which of course at TechSmith we love. But more than that, she's someone who's really involved in the community and is always trying to share not only what she's learned, what she's learning, but helping others to do the same. You know, in, in some ways over the last few years, I've gotten to know Jane a little bit and watched her grow in her skills and confidence. And as she's going out now, she's doing a lot more presentations, which I think is fantastic because she's got so many good things to say. To say. And, you know, it's frankly, it's just a delight to be able to have her with us today. And with that, I'd like to welcome Jane Davids to the Visual Lounge. Hi, Jane. Hi, Matt. Nice to see you. Wow, that was a massive, brilliant introduction. Thank you so much. I'm very oh. flattered. Every, you deserve every word and more. So we're, we're so glad oh. that you're here today. Um, so Jane, one of the things we normally ask people like, hey, we missed something. We, we, let's let's see here with that. We're going to skip that today. And here's why. Because we want to get into the content. Uh, I'll give you a chance. You can talk all about yourself. But let's do this. Let's start with a new question. 30 seconds, roughly, give or take. Give us a pitch around why video creation is so important to you. Wow, I think everyone should be making videos. And um, oh, if, if you're not, just press that red button and get started. Um, I think it's great for your branding, getting your message out there, connecting people, uh, brilliant opportunity for sharing information and helping people. Love it. I, I love that. And so I think that's a good foundation. So you've been making videos and working with training for a long time. Do mm -hmm. you remember the first video that you ever created? Mm-hmm. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> As they all are, right? Tell, tell us a little yeah. bit about like, what was that kind of genesis from that first video to where you are now? Oh, gosh, I think the first thing I really didn't like was listening to my voice. So I had to put myself on, um, I was doing voice narration as well as screen recording. And I, that's probably my, my memory of having to listen to my own voice and edit. Um, and I think now when I look back, it wasn't too bad, but my voice is the main thing. I was very high pitched, very fast. Um, so that's what makes me cringe. But um, I still had lots of planning. I still went through the process, you know, of understanding or sort of recognizing what's really important. What can I include in this video that will help um, the person to be able to do what they need to be able to do? Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. You said fast, and what my mind went to is like, 
Oh gosh, Matt, slow it down. I'm <laughs> I'm just like lightning speed lately on talking. So I appreciate it. that's good feedback. I know that's was wasn't the intention, but it's a, a good reminder. Ah, okay. So so Jane, let's let's talk high level here for a couple minutes about videos and tutorials. And, and and like I mentioned in your intro, you're you're creating a lot of videos for other people. You're you're not mm-hmm. necessarily do them for your for your own company. But kind of high level, what makes a great tutorial video in your mind? Are there certain elements? Are there pieces? Are there things that it needs to be able to do to qualify to be a, a good tutorial? Oh, there's a few. Where do I start, Matt? Um, pick, pick one and just If go I on. was to pick one, <laughs> get to the point and keep on point. So if you've um, introduced the video that it's going to show you something or, you know, you'll get something from that video, make sure that you get to that point and cover it all the necessary points as quickly as you can. Yeah, I love that. We want to get to the point. We don't want to meander. We don't want to, like I do typically when I do an interview or whatever. So so Jane, tell us a little bit about the process. So with, with Ravion and the work that you're doing, uh, you, you know, companies or organizations hire you to create videos. That's a very different process than we've talked about throughout kind of this 10-week series. And I'm curious... I'm not, I'm not so much how do they find you kind of thing, but although anyone can find you, we've got links we'll put into to the chat, so we won't worry Thank about you. that. But like, so someone comes to you, if I were to come to you and say, Jane, I need some videos made. I, and I'm sure it is every, every organization you work with has a different process and they're at different points. But typically, like, where, what does that look like? Are they coming to you and saying like, we've done all the work, now just edit it together? Or are they saying like, we've done none of the work. Can you get us going. So could you guide us through that process a little bit? It varies. And you probably don't like that answer, Matt, but no, it's it, great. it depends um, because I'm brought in at different stages. So it could be right at the beginning where they know that they've got um, maybe a, a new software implementation and they realize that they, they need some training material Um And so I might be brought in right at the very early stage of going through the task analysis, what's really important, what would make a great video uh, and what would be better as a a, a job aid, maybe a written document. Um, And then sometimes I'm, I'm invited to work with them because they've got so much content. They've done so much recording, but they've got a bottleneck. And they're just not getting the content out quickly enough. Um, And I think that's another key point, isn't it? I think having all that content, you don't want to be sitting on it. You you could be helping somebody. So you need to try and get it out as quickly as possible. Um, So, yeah, so one of my recent projects was was coming in in at that stage. So to help with the editing process. Um, But sometimes it's... It's it's more of the process. So involved with writing the storyboards, writing the script, um, creating the voiceover. So it can vary, but I love yeah. both all aspects. Yeah, I would imagine because it, it feels like that would be hard uh, at any point to come in because you probably aren't familiar with their processes. You're probably mm-hmm. not familiar with all the things. And, and especially maybe it's easier if you're at the beginning, like, hey, we just need to make some videos and mm-hmm. you get to do the analysis. But I imagine if you're brought in and they say like, you know, like we've done that, we've written scripts, but <laughs> that's gotta be hard. So so what what are some suggestions you give? So if, if someone's in that situation, how, how do you manage those types of video projects versus like when you do get to see start to finish? That's really hard because it depends on how far they are down the line of creating. Um, I've had one or two where the screen recording's really quite blurry and they've asked me to edit. So I'll make the judgment of whether I I think I have a duty to be able to say, I'm happy to do this for you, but is there an opportunity to maybe recreate or how, you know, do you have the time and the budget to be able to recreate the screen recording, for example, Um, because it would be more effective. Um, it, it depends, I think, how far along their line and my relationship with the client, I guess. Um, but I, I think I have to be honest and, and be truthful that if I feel that really 
you know, it's not going to meet the objective that they, they set out to be, then I think I've got a duty to be honest with them. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. And always, uh, I mean, honesty shouldn't be hard, but obviously you don't want to hurt their feelings. Like, oh, your, your yeah. screen recording just does not look good <laughs> enough, right? Like no one wants to have to tell anybody that. Uh, mm. But so I imagine that's, I mean, that's one that's probably you, it feels like in your video creation process, which I want to talk to about, talk about here kind of generally in a second, you're, you're adding in these other kind of challenges of creating video when you're working with, for other people that you're not the organization, right? You're, they're, mm -hmm. you're just, you're the hired gun. If I can use that expressive, uh, expression to come in, do this particular set of work, but you then have to manage all these other kind of processes, uh, barriers and things that, you know, that they, you might, someone internally may or may not be dealing with. So I think that it just feels like it's, it's really interesting to, to talk with you, Jane, just because I think it's a, it's an added letter, a layer of complexity that mm -hmm. like, you know, when I make a video for TechSmith, I obviously have checks and balances. I have to write, you know, like I do these things, yeah. but it's a little different than if I'm being outside of the system being brought in. So su super fascinating. So let's talk a little bit more about your process. So let's, mm -hmm. we don't, let's not worry about all the extra layer of complexity. It's, I think we just need to acknowledge that it's there. Mm -hmm. You're given a project, like where do you start and how, how do you move from we need a video to kind of end product. And I'm, I'm sure there's some, probably some basic steps we talk a lot about, but I'm, I'm mm -hmm. curious what processes you go through or path you take. Yeah, I think one, um, I'd probably start trying to get familiar with the client, um, understand um, their sort of, um, their, their tone of voice and how they approach things. Uh, I'll review some of their videos that they've already made just to get a feel, um, because it could be that I'm asked to make videos exactly to what they've done before, so it, they're consistent. Um, I'd have a look at their brand guidelines, so I'd always find out, you know, what are their restrictions, what are their, their, their guides, their color palette, for example, um, do's and don'ts. Um, I've had different clients that prefer to have a more formal conversation um, in their, their, their script writing. So there's quite a lot of research that I do before even jumping into let's make a video. Um, so I, I try to get, you know, more familiar with the, the client and their requirements first. Um, can I can I ask you a question about that, Jane? Because I, that's uh -huh. a, a really interesting, right? Because I think in turn, again, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do. Sorry if it's all these contrasts, like what we've <laughs> been hearing versus this. Because I think a lot of L and D learning development departments have, you know, marketing departments that say, "Here's the style guide. Here's the colors. Here's the brand." Are you particularly asking for those things, or are you, you know, like? Are, I'm assuming you're going out and just kind of looking as well. In addition to. Um, and then from a matching style perspective, I'm asking a lot of questions. I know I should focus on one, That's but good. like, so you, you, how do you find that stuff? How are you getting that? And then two from a um, kind of that style, because I think it's really hard to make a video like someone else because mm -hmm. just stylistically, you don't, if you don't know what they did or how they did it, or if there's, they did something crazy, you know, like um, I'm, I'm curious about that process. So we'll take the first question here of like, how do you how do you make sure you're matching kind of branding style guide and then what's it like to match someone else's uh, video work? So the first question to answer that I usually ask for brand guidelines. Um, I think it's really important because if I'm also sort of doing the the intro maybe uh, and the title slide, then I think it's good to to know. So I'm not. It's a question that I have up front with um, my clients. Um, what was the second question? <laughs> That's all right. I, I threw a lot at you. Second question is about matching other people's videos because you mentioned that. And, I, and the thought in my mind is like, I know from like working on a team, over time we would develop like patterns, right? Like, oh, we know that this is what we're going to do. Our intros look like. But when you're coming in as the outside person and they just say, hey, could you match this video? I've got to imagine that that's a real challenge to figure out mm -hmm. how, like, what are the key criteria? Are there tips that you have to help to do that or things that you've learned along the way that would make that easier? 
I can't say there is any tips, unfortunately. Um, I guess just watching their videos, talking to their um, their content creators, um, understanding um, like you know the style guide as well as the brand guidelines. I'd be asking or, or looking at their videos. Are they changing the cursor? Um, you know, when are they producing text callouts, for example? So I think it's just a matter of looking to see what exists already. Um, matching the tone of the language, I think that's that's not too bad, but I, I certainly have to do some research in listening and, and watching their videos. But spend some time, if there's someone that's already been creating, uh, spend some time with them. But there's probably no, there's no hard and fast. <laughs> I think each client is different, which I find really exciting. It's challenging. It is hard because each client has different processes, different systems. And of course, if I'm making a video of a new system they're implementing, I'm also learning that as well. Yeah. So that is a that is massive learning curve. Oh gosh, I can I can only imagine. And then it, you're doing that for however long, and then you're going to the next one and the next one, which is exciting, right? New things, new opportunities, but definitely I can see all the challenges that get wrapped up in that. But yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm impressed that you're able to do that consistently with each client as matched their style because I get I I have habits like I have things that I do in Camtasia that are a certain way and for good or for bad. Uh, I think that's it's pretty. Imp- that you're able to do that. Well, let's no, let's talk about the editing process um, mm-hmm. because you know. So you're you're probably cranking through a number of uh, of videos. You know, like there's you know it might vary based probably on the client. But I'm curious. You get through all your upfront work, your matching, your analysis of what what the problems are. You've maybe even got your script ready. And when you go to build, are there are there kind of preferred steps along the way or what what does your actual editing process look like once we'll say you're even done recording you know are there Mm -hmm. things that you do in a certain order that you prefer to do that you feel like are necessary to do um yes that probably is if it's going to be a number of videos i would have created a template i would have added the customer theme so within so for those, uh, I use Camtasia, obviously. <laughs> um, so I would make sure that I set up, do some setup of the system uh, first. Um, I think for me, I generally do the um, the audio separately. I feel that I can concentrate a lot better if I'm just looking at doing the audio. Um, right in that very first one that I was talking about, the very first video, I did everything at the same time. And boy, that was quite hard concentrating on articulating properly and smiling and recording where you the cursor was supposed to be going. I found that quite a challenge. I do make some of those videos now, but they they don't need to be as polished as probably the ones that I'm doing for clients. Um, so I do record the audio separately. I record the screen separately. I would cut out all the the bits that where I've um, made mistakes and and then I, I synchronize those so I would match the audio to the the, the screen recording um, and then from my storyboard I've probably identified where effects would be useful mm-hmm. I don't generally overuse effects I'm very cautious about all the bells and whistles that Camtasia has, which is fabulous, but the types of videos that I'm creating, generally, less is more. So I might use, um, if I've really got to sort of maybe explain something or, um, you know, the why, why would they be clicking on that button? Um, I would then add those, those text call-outs. Um, and then what else do I do? Right at the end, I add captions, which I think is really important for accessibility. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my process. Well, I, I love what you said that less is more. I think that's just a great mantra for most video that uh, mm-hmm. I see a lot of beginners make that mistake, right? Because the bells and whistles, like you said, they're <laughs> very cool and, it, you know, it's fun to do. And sometimes yeah. it's like that, like, oh, that's really the fun part because I get to do these cool things. But at the end of the day... Too many really can 
I think can break a project. So, yeah. so Jane, I I know like I mentioned at the beginning that uh, you know I've I've seen this growth and I I'm, I'm guessing that you've been doing video editing for quite a while. Um, but let's talk about how you've gone and gotten better because, you know, it's, I think it's an important conversation to have is, is we often think that people are just born video editors, like, oh, they're so good, but that, uh, no one's born a video editor, right? At least not that I know of. Uh, so, so talk us through like, what, what are the things that you've done to, to like very specifically proactively get better with your video editing? Learning by doing, improving by doing. Um, and, you know, I make videos, I watch videos, but until I actually put that into practice, I need to experiment, I need to be doing it. Um, and that's what I've consciously been trying to do. So whilst I teach people how to do it, um, I think where I've, I've learned more is actually making those videos myself. Um, and then I'll, I'll cover things that work or maybe different workarounds, and then I can share that. Um, but the TechSmith certification is brilliant. Um, if you've not done that, then I would encourage anyone trying to learn how to do that um, to check that out. So I, I have gone through that process, even though I know Camtasia, I love learning from other people. I, I, I just really like learning. And I think as, you know, you can probably tell 20 years in learning and development, I think there's something that makes, I just like learning and sharing. Um, so watching other people's videos and that certification, we had a conversation years ago, didn't we, Matt, about that? And yeah. it's brilliant. Well, well, we appreciate the the shout out. If anyone hasn't had a chance to take Camtasia certification, <laughs> it is it is really good. I know I uh, I got to work on the first couple of versions. I learned things from it. Uh, I, I you know as we go through that process, and I think that's the thing, right? Like I love what you're saying is you got to practice. Practice is key here. Mm -hmm. You got to keep. Uh, I, I man, I'm I, I haven't read a Stephen Covey book in a long time, but the one metaphor that keeps coming back is sharpening the saw. Right, you keep keep doing it, and yeah. there's nothing like for video editing. There's nothing like doing it. I watch I've mm -hmm. watched hundreds of videos, but you gotta take whatever you're learning and elsewhere and put them into practice. So that was I think that's that's really good, and I, and, and obviously there's great resources out there. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to say if you're watching along live and you've got a question. Put it in the chat. We we are monitoring. Jesse's got it. And in fact, we do have a question, Jane. If we, we can take a question, um, this is from Kenny. He's on watching. Uh, they're watching on YouTube. It says, so if you're demonstrating a procedure using a screen, you still do a separate video. So the question, you, you're watching on a screen. Are you you're recording that separately than from your audio? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, absolutely. And, and again, just reiterate because you kind of mentioned this, but why why are you doing that? I think it creates a more accurate and polished video. So when I'm recording the screen, I can really concentrate on where the cursor is, is going to. I move the cursor with purpose. Um, although the, the cursor smoothing is absolutely fantastic. So I do use that as well. So it, it takes out all the wiggles. Um, I just, it, it, it depends, Kenny, to be honest, because if I'm doing a very quick follow up if someone's asked me oh Jane you know how did I do this and rather than writing a long email I'm trying to get better at this that my video is, doesn't need to be as polished and then I will just jump on and I will talk through as I'm doing the screen so I think it depends on the situation but for my more polished videos I will create them separately because I feel it it the outcome is is better for the the viewer yeah, I, I totally agree with your assessment, Jane. It, it makes I think it makes a much more polished video. Although recently we learned from Chandra Owen, who is uh, from the TechSmith mm -hmm. customer education team, what she's what mm -hmm. their team is doing now is they're doing what they call scratch video. So it's kind of a rougher cut of the video. They're making the video and then they're actually creating the final like polished audio to go to go mm -hmm. with it. So I think that's that was just an interesting take that I I hadn't. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. Um, so I think there's lots of ways here, Kenny, that you can do this, but to, to Jane, to your point, um, I think ultimately you record them separately, you're gonna get a much mm -hmm. higher quality. And there are definitely mm -hmm. times that that's important and needed. And there's times when mm -hmm. it doesn't matter nearly as much. It's uh, more important to get the information out quickly. So um, yeah, totally. 
And I, and I think I've, I've picked that point up from you, Matt, actually, because I, my history and my background is all about, you know, the polished video. But listening to what you share, Matt, and, it's, you know, I have so many videos that don't get published and because that's me being a little bit, oh, you know, I, it's not good enough. But I, I then feel awful because I've possibly presented, uh, prevented someone learning and it could have been really helpful to them. So I am trying to get better, Matt, at being it's good enough. Just get it out there um, and publish it and help somebody. Well, on the Visual Lounge, we're, we're all about being just good enough. <laughs> if, you, if you've heard me talk, you know it's just good enough that we've, we've been able to keep going. Um, a couple other questions we've got here. Uh, David Demian, hey, hey David, good to, good to see you and thanks for watching, is asking, do you use a script for audio and video or storyboard? Uh, Jane, I'll, I'll throw that before you to you uh, to answer before I, I give my thoughts. So do you use a cool. script for audio and video mm -hmm. or storyboard? So in my storyboard is my script. So I use a storyboard that has three columns. And the first column would be the words that I'm going to be saying. And then in my second column, I have what's going to be appearing on the screen. So because I'm mainly doing screencasts, the uh, screen recording, I'm using Snagit, another product from TechSmith, to just do a screen grab of what I will be seeing and then in my third column, I've got some hints and tips about where I should be clicking. Um, but I also put some notes in there about if I'm filling in a form, for example, online, what information actually goes in there. But I'll also have some sort of post editing hints and tips. So this is where I need to zoom in or this is where I need to spotlight. I don't generally use spotlights too much, but I, I use a zoom um, quite a lot to, to focus in on a certain area of the screen. Um, but my script most of the time is scripted word for word. One of the other reasons I do a storyboard, especially working with clients, is that they have the opportunity then to review that storyboard and review the script. So it gives me an opportunity to that for them to review that, make any changes. Um, also, I've, I've had one recently where I, I wasn't familiar with how to pronounce a certain word in their system. So it gives us an opportunity for them um, to share that information so I'm saying it correctly. But yeah, so my I, it is scripted, but it's part of my storyboard process. Yeah, what, what a great answer, Jane, because I think you, you hit all the key points of why the storyboards in that three column template is usually, that's what we use at TechSmith. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's it all together makes it easy. But I love the notes that you're putting in there. I love that you're able to, to, you know, you're really creating your video without having to do the work of recording the video yet. And I think that's, yeah. you know, especially I, I imagine working with those external clients, it's, mm -hmm. you know, going to be it's such an important step because you don't want to do all the work recording audio, recording video, and then have them come back and say like, oh gosh, that wasn't quite right. And I always say words wrong. So as much as I try to say them correctly, my tongue and mouth doesn't work. So what a, what a, what a helpful idea. Um, yeah. It's usually names I'm struggling with. You all, everyone that listens to the show knows it's a problem. But it actually leads into our next question from Simon B on YouTube's asking, do you use Snagit in conjunction with Camtasia? We just heard that you're using screenshots in your storyboard, but any, does Snagit get any other use in your video creation process? Oh, absolutely. If, if there is um, an, a static image that I, I'm using, um, absolutely. And I really like the way that you in Snagit, when you share, you can just share it straight into your Camtasia project. So massive time saver. Yeah, I, I, I'm always making little graphics or I need something that doesn't quite look the same in, in Camtasia or just even bringing in a series of screenshots into Camtasia to make kind of a static graphic point rather than, you know, having to record something can be can be super, super mm -hmm. helpful. So, so Jane, uh, we're going to take a quick just one minute break here. Uh, what we want to do is we're, we're, we're going to introduce a little new segment for you guys today because we, we love our community. We love the people out there that are doing awesome stuff. We want to highlight some of them. Um, so we're going to do what we're calling TechSmith's 
high five because we're gonna give this person a high five. So if you see this, we're gonna share a link. You can go look at it, but we thought it was just was just so cool. We wanted to share it out. And today, so our first high five goes to Graficious by Christy Caravan. And Christy, if I said that wrong, again, I already explained I say names wrong all the time. He's got a video, we're gonna drop it in the link, put it in the show notes, everything like that, but you guys can go check out his awesome video about, it was about creating, Jane, get this, a, 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 taking a flat graphic, making it rotate and turn, but making it also look 3D. He's, he teaches you in Camtasia how to add this like light effect even. It is, it is pretty impressive. It's a 35 minute long tutorial, um, but honestly, by the end of it, I felt like, I could probably do that in about five minutes. And he's just, cause he's teaching you, right? Like he's teaching you how to do it. So by the end of it, I'm like, that was that was really good. So go check out Graphius's video. Give him a high five on YouTube and you know, like like his stuff. Uh, if you see him on Twitter or whatever you can say. I don't, he, he sometimes attends the show, sometimes not. That's not a criteria, but if you see a video, you see something made with Camtasia, you see somebody making something with Camtasia, Jane, maybe you'll have a video on here. We'll give you a high five. Uh, let us know if you see something, tag it. Tag us, we'd love to, to give some shout outs to give some love to our community because you guys are all fantastic. So thanks for that. That's right. brilliant. And can I just ask you, Matt, yeah. are you still doing the hashtag made with Camtasia? Uh, so you know, that was a thing. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse will have to answer the <laughs> <Hi>, question. <Jessie. laughs> I, I, I don't remember if we are, I think we are. We, I mean, we always love to see that anybody tagging our stuff if they've used our tools, because you know, good, bad, we like to, we want to make sure people are being successful if they're not. And if they are being successful, we want to celebrate that with them. So yeah, you could use that made with Camtasia, or, you know, hashtag the visual lounge, usually just at TechSmith or you can at me personally is, is pretty good too. So. Well, let's let's move on because we got some more questions here, Jane. I want to ask you, but thanks for the little the intermission there. One of the things we talked about in a, in a, you know, so everyone knows tra full transparency. I usually have a tech test with our guests, make sure things are going to work, get them set up on the system, things like that. We talked a little bit about uh, performance centered learning, um, and I'm just going to have you. What is performance centered learning? And then we've got some questions that we'll we'll dig into here. Oh, gosh. Um, this goes back about 10 years ago. And I had um, a mentor who was an advocate for performance centered learning. And I think the main thing that I got from that was we learn by doing. Um, and I, I just it, it was brilliant. And some of the the if I relate it to we're going to make a video or we're going to make a, some e-learning or, you know, a, a software um, learning package. I think what I, I would used to be tempted to share everything. Um, so for example, in most software, there's usually quite a few different ways of doing the same thing. Um, so in Camtasia, for example, you've got the, your keyboard shortcuts, you could click on a button, um, etc. So for me, uh, the, the messaging that I sort of got was, Think about when you're, you're working out your steps to be able to do that task. Don't concentrate on all the different steps. I always remember um, the analogy that he, he shared with me that really resonated with me, which was actually just if you've got a flight of stairs, how do you get from if you're explaining to somebody how you move from the top step down to the lower uh, flight of stairs? what are the different ways that you could do that? Um, and so we sort of were talking about, you know, sliding down the banister and doing two steps at a time. And his messaging was all about, yes, we, those are different ways, but what is the safest and the quickest or the most appropriate way that we want our uh, students, our viewers to take? to be able to do that, complete that task. And that's really stuck with me. Um, so when I'm creating my video tutorials, especially when I'm working with subject matter experts, they'll be, well, you could click here. Oh, and actually you could click here, or you could access it this way. For me personally, um, I tend to think of one, work out the one way, the best way, the quickest way, because the students will find other ways anyway. 
Um, so that's that's what I've taken away. But it's all about the learning by doing. So the encouraging, you've watched this video now, really giving them a bit of a call to action. Now go and practice it. You know, so it, it's, it's making sure that you're actually uh, doing it, learning by doing. Yeah, I, well, I, I love that because the, you know, I'm thinking about Camtasia even, teaching Camtasia, right? Like you can mm -hmm. right click, you can go to the menu, you can do a hotkey. There's like, just off the top of my head, for any one feature, there's probably three to six ways yeah. of really <laughs> applying that, right? And that's yeah. that's great because you might find the one path that works, like in your work, you know, maybe you're a hotkey person or maybe you never touch your keyboard, you wanna just stay with the mouse. And uh, it makes sense that you, though, you wanna give them at least kind of the the most, whatever path is going to be like the least resistance for most people. Yeah. Cause, cause I know people that know hotkeys and you know, if you're, you're really clever, you set up like, uh, this is my, this is how I control the stream. Ooh, I'm just, I've got yeah. this little thing and I've got it set up, uh, with hotkeys for Camtasia, right? Like I can do certain like ripple delete. I don't have to, I just have to hit a button. So like, wow. okay, I'm a nerd. I did that right. But, um, most people aren't going to do that. So what is the most common path? So I love that. And, uh, I, I think it was just really important that I wanted to make sure we shared that, Jane, because as it seems like as you're creating any tutorial video that, you know, should you should you do five different paths or is it best to focus on one? Um, what do you think? Should we should we have multiple or should we just do one and then have another video for another or should be one like get the key workflow out of the way? I'm giving you multiple choice here. Key <laughs> workflow, get it out of the way and then maybe present another. What's your what's your suggestion? I think it all depends on the purpose of the video. Um, if it's more like an overview of the software, for example, I think it, it would sit quite well. But I also I always think about the the person watching, and you know, do they would it be beneficial for them to know the five different ways to do the same thing? Because they're watching, they've chosen to watch that video because they they're under the impression they're going to be shown how to do the thing. Um, so generally, I, whilst it's tempting to show your knowledge and to show all the different ways, I generally keep the one way. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be interesting to know everyone else. So do tell us in the chat. What yeah. do you think, Matt? <laughs> uh, well, I think you're right. I think one way, and then if, if there are really valid reasons to produce like to share all those other reasons uh make them secondary like focus like hey mm -hmm. this is most people's path then at the end mm -hmm. it'd be like well you know there are th another there's another like i'm imagining a video of teaching someone how to you know uh i'm trying to think of an effect you know ripple delete well here's here's how most of you need to do it but okay now here's a couple other things but after the fact right so that way if people want to stop mm -hmm. like i got what i needed i can go if i want to get you know that kind of that improvement i, I could do that i can see that being in one mm -hmm. video but maybe it's a maybe it's something down below as a note you know text and maybe that doesn't mm -hmm. need a video well jane uh, we're going to get to speed around here in just a couple of minutes but before we we do that and you know those are our fun quick questions i want to ask you uh you are obviously someone who has spent a lot of time in camtasia you work with a lot of people um you know talking about camtasia we're again we're so grateful for that i wonder if we can talk about two or three tips that you are consistently finding yourself giving that help make others better when you t teach camtasia like what what are the things that you feel like if you could just help them do those things that they, everyone in the world would be a little bit better at Camtasia. Anything, anything you got for us? A couple that spring to mind, and, uh, and you've mentioned it actually. Most of the time when I'm training, it's, it's usually beginners that have, uh, have used it a little bit. Um, but as soon as I, they don't seem to know about the ripple delete. So the, the control and the backspace, um, um, the magnetic tracks, um, they're not sure what, what that is. And the other one um, is moving items around on the, um, the timeline. So use that shift. I always say shift is your friend um, because if you, you know, highlight that first piece of media, shift, you can drag the whole piece, individual pieces of media on that track um, either way, left or right. Um, one of my favorites is if I need to do, um, oh, sorry, I remember the name, 
um, split move, split ripple move, where you actually mm-hmm. click on the gray playhead um, and it, it splits all your tracks and you can move them to make space. Um, and normally when I show people, it's that sort of, oh my gosh, you can see people's light bulb moment. Um, <laughs> so it's just, yeah, so in my training, it's just those little things that they don't necessarily find in a video tutorial if they're looking to, how do I use Camtasia? Um, I just remember when I learned, um, so I'm, I'm self, self-taught from about nine years ago, and it was what would be useful, what used to frustrate me the most back then. And that's what I tend to share those tips. Yeah. You know, I think as if you're new to video editing, all the things you said are then kind of the navigating this nonlinear mm. timeline and, you know, you got media moving or like all that stuff can be so frustrating because, you know, it's not just, it's, it's got these nuances that are, are hard to understand if you're new to it. So I love, I love mm. magnetic tracks that everything when you take something yeah. out it just all collapses down so i don't have to it just saves me so much time especially because I, yeah. I feel like i've edited longer videos lately like you know like okay. presentations that are like 45 minutes long that need to be 30 minutes long and it's like just boom 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 <laughs> just cut cut yeah. cut and i don't have to worry about the yeah. gaps in the space so all those are are fantastic tips and if, if you guys want to learn more certification <laughs> text certification if you have maintenance is yeah. available but also we have free tutorials and you know what uh, I'm pretty sure Jane is on Twitter or on LinkedIn. They can always <laughs> ask you a question or two. Right, everybody? <laughs> Thank you for that, Matt. Yes, of yeah, course. Of, of course. Um, well, let's before we go into our speed round here, one thing last, we mentioned this at the beginning, top of the, the show. I just want to mention, if you're getting value out of the show, if you like what you're hearing, you get, learn something today, share what you've learned with us. Go out mm-hmm. on Twitter, go on LinkedIn. You can tag Jane. You can tag me, tag TechSmith. And we want to help amplify that learning. Uh, so tell us, what's what's something you've taken away from watching the Visual Lounge? Uh, and, you know, you can just tag us. And we'll, we'd love to share that out. And you can always find us, on, uh, of course, on social media. So if you like the show, go subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on the podcast, wherever you're watching. You know, it helps. That all helps us know that, hey, let's keep going. That's a, and that's a good thing. So, Jane, it's, it's, we're finally there. I know the thing you were dreading. It's the speed round. <laughs> all right and uh, i know there's a couple other questions i've come in we'll get to those here after the speed round but these jane remember are meant to be shorter answered quick we're going to roll through them pretty quickly so first and foremost tell me what is the camtasia monthly meetup Oh, um, every third Wednesday, 6 p.m. British Summer Time, um, we're a community of video editors use Camtasia and Snagit, and we just chat. So um, it's a really lovely, friendly, inclusive um, meetup. It was started a couple of years ago face-to-face. Matt, I think you came to our first one or second one. Um, um, But we're online now. Um, But that's great because there's no... Um, you know, uh, geography issues. So everyone's welcome. And they should it's just, fun. if they, they want to find out what, like get the, all the details of how to connect, they can, they can find you on social media, I'm sure. Right. And, and yeah, are yeah. Americans welcome? Are we, are, is it okay if we show up? <laughs> is it just, it's just UK? <laughs> no, not at all. It's totally global. And I probably need to change some of, I've got a LinkedIn Camtasia uh, video editor group and it does say UK but that's just really where I'm based and uh, most of our video editors are based but all welcome yeah sound, sounds fantastic we'll have to talk maybe I can get to another one here soon uh, yeah. obviously digitally uh, so next question is there a skill or hobby that you picked up during the lockdown and the weirdness of 2020 and 2021 oh um, lots more walking um, but I, I probably, my, my son springs to mind actually, because he's taught himself skateboarding. So I'm really impressed and chuffed that he's actually just gone out and, and picked that up. So, <laughs> so you're, you're not also on the skateboard doing some, uh, Nolly 360 no. grind slides, uh, you know, no. I know, I, I know I, about this yeah. much. <laughs> Me either. I could never, could never do much. So uh, what's one, and we can't, we might have talked about this, but for your clients, what's one video skill that you would like your clients to know more of? I know you're trying to get them to give you video work, but if there's something you could get them to know about video, is there something you'd want them to know? 
but it's not as difficult as it need as it may seem. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, it that's takes good... time. Yeah. I'm, I'm... <laughs> it's not that. It's not as difficult as you have to make it. Like it's probably easier, yeah. and I like that. Yeah. That it, it takes. Hey guys, it, it can takes take time. time. Yeah. Yeah, they don't appreciate that sometimes. Yeah, I get. Yeah, we get it right. They they want it yesterday. So next yeah. question: what's what's an instructional or informational video you've watched recently that you thought was really well done? Is there something that you've seen that's a good example that we could go check out later? Oh, um, I'm going to say something on the TechSmith website because your videos are excellent. That's <laughs> uh, cheating, but we'll, we'll oh, let you slide. <laughs> no. I'm just trying to think what I, I've been learning recently or what video I would have used. But it, it's usually, you know, I'm just always, in, you know, learning and I, I just watch other people's videos, but mainly TechSmith. Yeah, well, we appreciate that. We appreciate it for sure. Okay, uh, two questions left. So where, where do you turn for inspiration? So you're making lots of videos, doing a lot of client work. Where do you go to get your, to be inspired? Outside, away from my desk, away from my screen, um, maybe in the garden. I, you know, sometimes I hit that brick wall writing a script, thinking of what word is it that I need? Um, so yeah, I just, I think downing tools is really important. Even just go for a walk around the block. Um, yeah. But yeah, and obviously other videos. I'm inspired all the time and I'm curious what other people are doing um, and their approach to things. So yeah, always watching um, and always learning. Fantastic. All right, the last question is one we always ask is, what's one question you'd like to ask me? Oh, okay. Um, so if you were not the best learning and video ambassador for TechSmith. The only. <laughs> <laughs> the only. Um, what would your dream job be? Gosh, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, so I am the best because I am the only <laughs> learning and video ambassador for TechSmith, which, you know, it's an elite club. Um, <laughs> that's, that's such a funny thing to say. Um, anyway, so what, what would my dream job be? That's, Wow. You know, because in some many ways I'm doing that, like I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this. And, and uh, many days I wake up and say, I can't believe I haven't, they haven't found out yet that I, <laughs> you know, like they haven't caught on to me. Um, but, I, but I would love, um, you know, I would love to be like, if, and I don't have the talent for this. So let's, let's take talent aside. If I could be given yeah. that gift. Uh, I, I think I always dreamed about being like a, a photojournalist that traveled and went and Ooh. would go to these amazing places and take photos. I, I do not have the ability uh, with uh, the camera to do that. I, you know, I find it actually when I've traveled and I've been very fortunate to travel a little bit, I find it very awkward to be out the guy with the camera pulling it out. Mm -hmm. um, although except for one time we were working on a video uh, never got to see the light of day because of some complications with permissions, but uh, I made a video about a particular soccer club uh, and a particular oh. person that played for a soccer club or football club, Jane for you, uh, in, in the UK. And I, 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 it was so cool to go around. I was outside uh, a particular city in the UK. I'm protecting the, the people uh, where there's okay. two <laughs> soccer clubs that are very big rivals. So for those in the know, Ooh. no. Um, and I got to, you know, I wasn't in the stadium, so I was taking pictures outside outside of a match. And I mean, it was just so much fun and so cool. So that, I would love to do something like that, but I Ooh. I am not that person. And so that's okay. But I I, I literally get to, to have my dream job every day doing, getting to talk to Aww. great people like you, Jane, and so many of our <laughs> wonderful customers and helping them be successful, so. I don't That's know. fabulous. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we've got uh, another question that came in. Um, we've got uh, Michael Carr on YouTube just said, uh, "Sorry, I'm sorry I'm not familiar with your work. Would you please share a tutorial video that you're proud of? Jane, if you have anything that you want to share, we'll have to put it into the chat or put it in the show notes. But if, if you could share something with me, we'd love to uh, to do that. Or I'm sure, sure. you could maybe even go to ravion.com. I, I don't know if you guys have any uh, demos out there. Yeah, I think um, what I've been doing recently is hashtag Camtasia tips. 
So if you do hashtag Camtasia tips, then I've been making some little gifts, gifs, gifts, whichever way you we want to say by, it. I go by gifts, <laughs> but we're, we will be with, okay with whatever. Yeah, so that's where you'll find some of my very quick, short, to the point, 14 seconds, 20 seconds. Um, so there's no voiceover, um, but hopefully they're, they're tips that might help you uh, edit videos faster. All right, Jane, before we wrap up, uh, if people want to connect with you, we've mentioned Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, obviously your website's up there in the, in the lower third, any place else they should reach out to, to connect with you? No, I think that's some, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to improve my YouTube channel. Um, you know, it's, I, I, yeah, <laughs> it's work you're, in progress. You're, you're doing work for everybody else. That's, that's the challenge, yeah. right? Like you can't, yeah. you don't do your own work because you're doing everybody else's, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah. Well, Jane, thank you so much for all the wisdom you've shared with us today. We're so appreciative of you taking time and we're grateful for all that you do for the Camtasia community. Uh, you know, if anyone's interested, again, there's the Camtasia meetup. There's a LinkedIn group, which is called the uh, Video Editor, Camtasia Editor? Video Camtasia editor? Video Editors, yeah. Camtasia Video yeah. Editors. And don't be mm -hmm. scared off by the UK. They'll take you if you're <laughs> no, not in the UK. No, no. Uh, all fantastic resources, Jane. So thank you again for being with us on the Visual Lounge. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right, everybody. We're grateful that y'all hung in here. If you're still listening and watching to this, thank you so much. Again, don't forget to go like, share, subscribe, do all those things. Again, it helps us. And we would love to hear what you're learning from the Visual Lounge. You got something that you picked up, a tip, uh, something you didn't think about before. It caused you to sp spiral down that, the train of thought. And you said, oh my gosh, that helped me to get to this point. We want to know how the Visual Lounge is helping you. And tag us. You can tag me. I'm Matt Pierce. Uh, Pierce MR on Twitter, or you can find me on LinkedIn, you can tag at TechSmith, that's probably the easiest, and we'll do our best to amplify and share what you guys are learning. So we appreciate you guys, and whatever you're doing, whether you're making video tutorials, you're making marketing tutorials, you're just trying to help someone learn something with a screen recording, doesn't matter, we hope that you'll take a little bit of time every single day to level up. Next week, we've got another great show. We've got, talk about video masters, Jason Vlad and Ryan H. and if you don't know them, their names, You've probably seen their videos from TechSmith. They are some of our instructional designers. They do our webinars, they do so much. You got to meet their counterpart a couple weeks ago with Chandra Owen and Jason and Ryan. Ryan, he has been with TechSmith a long time. He's like the OG Camtasia video creator. So we'll see you guys next weekend. We're grateful to have them there. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>